0: Yo, what's good? Welcome back to Peer Intention. I'm your host, the Empire Alpha Lion himself, Mr. Rod P. Man, we finna step into the sports world in this episode. We're gonna talk about my favorite team, Die Hard Through and Through, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm about to give y'all my upcoming season predictions and what I think we're gonna do this year, so stay tuned. Yo, all right, Chiefs, Kingdom, stand up. bro. we're to get into this real deep, man. First, I'm gonna talk about the rookies, what I see through uh, preseason and whatnot, and then we're gonna get into the season prediction, what I see our wins and losses, where we're gonna struggle at, where we're gonna succeed at. And you know, I'm also Let's see a little dabble in with the stats, you know, who I see uh, breaking out this year, who I see it might be a little step back, but you know, we're gonna get into this real deep. So, uh, first on the agenda, man, we're gonna talk about our rookie class, man. We're gonna talk about, you know, who we drafted what i think about what they did in the preseason and we're gonna see uh you know how things might go so first up man we're gonna talk about trent mcduffie man he was drafted 21 overall right here in the first round Well, i think trent mcduffie is gonna be a lockdown corner pure lockdown his side no matter where he go but you gotta remember in spag's defense man there's no sides. but he could be anywhere he could be on the left he could be on the right he could be inside he could be outside he could be anywhere so that versatility that he has is going to be coming in very, very handy. That stuff will be coached into him, you know, from Spags. But, you know, also we got to look into it that, you know, Spags used to coach the DBs, bro. So he know how to coach a DB. Hint, you know, he took a first, he took a fourth round, not a first, a fourth round rookie in Legarius Sneed and turned him into a first round talent. Come on, man. Let that sink in. So, imagine what he would do with a first-round talent in Trent McDuffie. So, a lot of people want to talk about his size. You know, I'm talking about, well, he's not that big, you know, compared to what Spag's like. But that dude is tenacious, bro. That dude is he, – he he's sticky. He's sticky in the man coverage, but he's extremely smart in the zone coverage. You cannot sit here and, and think you're going to pick on him, you know, just because in zone coverage. That's a dangerous deal. And so – I believe Trent McDuffie is going to be a true lockdown corner on that other side. And that the secondary is going to be nasty. Very, very nasty. Getting younger and getting nasty. You know, next up, come on, man. I know number 30. Number 30 overall, Mr. George Kalafis, bro. Come on, Furious George. Dude is a beast. A cheer beast. Now, people want to talk about, well, he's just a, uh, you know, he don't have any move, any techniques, but apparently in this preseason, he showed a lot of, Quote-unquote experts wrong. Come on now. Y'all yeah, know how I feel about these quote-unquote experts, man, that can't put their name into something but got something to always say. Bruh, know how to evaluate talent. This kid is unbelievable. This kid is unbelievable. All you talk about, what well, he has a motor. Last time I checked, a few guys who has a motor are always on the top of the list in sacks.
1: Hmm, hit the Watt brothers. All they have is a motor. Hit the Bosa brothers. All they have is a motor. Come on now. If that
0: motor is going to get you sacks, that's what makes money, right? You got all these technical guys that can't get it done. But yet, the motor guys always do, man. So, so George sit there, there's many videos out here that George has been after practice doing up there in St. Joe. He's sitting there with, with Frank Clark, learning techniques, learning skills. This is the most coachable defensive end I've ever seen sitting here and exorbit anything and everything anything and everything exorbitant then turn around once he put you know put the moves into work put all that you know training and all those you know coachable speech into work and he see it works oh now he is excited he is excited so now you're talking about okay this stuff really do work so let's put it in the game let's put it in the game you put it in the game and you become a menace you became a menace. In preseason, how are you already getting protection going towards your way when you're with the starters? Excuse me? Excuse me. Come come, come on now. Excuse me? How are you getting protection going towards your way
1: when you with the starters? Well, then, let's leave Chris Jones one-on-one. Let's leave Frank Clark one-on-one. And let's double-team the rookie. And yet, he is just a
0: motor guy. He has no technique. He has no being. <laughs> so, my thing about it, man, George Kalaf is going to be a danger, danger kid, man. That's going to be a dangerous guy. If you leave him one on one, he's getting a sack. So, now you have a, a, a question to answer Are you going to double team Chris like you've been doing? Or you have to double team Kalafis? <laughs> And Frank
1: Clark. That's going to leave
0: Chris Jones one on one. Yeah, pick your poison on that end. So, next up, man, we got with this 54 overall pick, second round, 22 pick, we got Mr. Sky Moore, wide receiver out of Western Michigan. That kid is underrated. 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 My thing about it is, it's the simple fact that how.
1: He runs his routes. The kid is dangerous. He is dangerous. He is dangerous. And I think it's going to get to the point that,
0: you know, Mahomes loves those RPO short, quick routes. Get the ball out quick. Missile throws. He loves getting the ball out quick, which any quarterback should. But this young man, slant route. This guy is a slant route god. Dangerous slant route, God. His footwork, his acceleration, his burst, coming in and out of the break with that slant route is highly dangerous. You no, know, it was against it was against the Bears when he had a catch on a, on an out route to the sideline, and all you saw was him, you know, pretty much wide open. There was no one in a three yard radius of him. But when you look at the overview. View of the whole entire play and see how he got open. That's nasty. That's nasty. Just to sit there and watch the DB get broken down and said, "No, what? Forget it. There's no way." But I can guarantee you that ball was on him sooner. Oh, he could have easily turned that up. That's an easy touchdown. There's no safety safety behind him. The corner was just purely beaten. He knew it. it was done for. Done for. He made a tremendous catch on the sideline out of bounds and two feet in. Toe drag swag. Two feet in. Dude can catch. Dude got massive hands. And you talking about a receiver that don't drop the ball. That's a nasty target for Patrick Mahomes. Nasty target. So we're gonna see what it what it, what it's all about. You know, there was one play against the uh, commanders. Well, well, it was a deep pass, but he got the pass interference call for him, but the simple fact of it, he's double covered. What you're scared of him for? Come on now. I know you ain't scared of that rookie already. He's double covered. So now you looking at it like, okay, I got a cover for him. Okay, let's put him out there with the with NVS and Juju and Travis. Good luck. Good luck. You can't double team Travis Kelsey. I don't care about him being Mahomes' favorite target. You cannot double-team Travis Kelsey. You double-team Travis Kelsey, NVS hitting you over the top. Juju hitting you over the top. Sky Moore is hitting you over the top. McCall Hartman, don't sleep on him. Do not sleep on McCall Hartman. He's
1: hitting you over the top. So you play it too th- uh, deep, three deep. Them guys are eating them guys are eating so Sky Moore
0: I see big things coming for him it's going to come in slow I mean granted there's only one football out there <laughs> Mahomes only got one football so it's going to come slow
1: but when it's his day when it's his game all hell going to break loose so I look for Sky Moore to do big things right now and so The next up I got is the number 62nd pick. Mr. Brian Cook out of Cincinnati. The kid is a hitter. The kid is a hitter and he is nasty. Very, very smart. And I believe that he took, uh,
0: spags defense and made it his own granted he did run a little bit of it being that joker role that star role you know that safety linebacker role in cincinnati if you see some of his uh plays and pretty much if you watch some of his games they do run that you know that 4-2-5 deep set you know every little once in a while you see him coming in into the box going back deep covering over the slot so he could do anything and everything that granted he used to be a corner so he knows how to cover Cincinnati has a you know those guys disguise coverages a lot so you don't know sometimes you might not know who the corner who's the backer is coming in a certain situations because they disguise a lot of coverages good but but Cooks man that kid is a hitter he is a hitter and he's come he loves coming downhill hit I can see him excelling very very greatly at the third safety role but also being a like box safety. You know, that, that Tyron Matthew Honeybatcher 2.0. But, you know, you really see him in a run game coming downhill as that free runner and making a great tackle for loss. I see him doing that a lot. I see him being very great in coverage, which need be. And I think he's going he's gonna to grow me to something great. And granted, he took in this defense and understand the coverage quick. And, huh, name a rookie who has. It, that's all you hear with this, especially these rookie DBs. They take on this defense and they under they caught on to it quick, 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 quick. This is supposed to be the most difficult defense in the league, the most hardest to understand, the hardest to grasp, and most detailed defense in the league. And yet, these rookies catch on to it quick, like, Oh, sure, this is nothing. We got this. So now you finna. You know, guys like Brian Cook and, and guys coming up like Leo Chanel and, and Joshua Williams, you know, and Jalen Watson, these, these, these guys coming in like ah, we're to really push back
1: and narrative on. Playing these rookies early, you are gonna have to push it, you're going to have to push it. And once you push
0: it, now you gonna see them shine. Because throughout the preseason, these DBs were shutting things down. These rookie DBs were shutting things down and it was really hard. But then again, look who you're practicing against every day. Come on, you're practicing against the best offense in the NFL. You have nowhere to go but up. You have, your growth is to go up. And the fact that, you know, Andy Reid don't do that joint practicing thing, which is, to me, is great because you can work on a lot of stuff. You could work on a lot of in-season stuff early. You wonder why they stay ahead of the game. But it's the fact that iron is iron. You got to get better to be better. You got to beat the best to be the best. And so these DBs go, go up against Travis Kelsey, NVS, Juju, McColl, all the time. But you talking about you go up against Patrick Mahomes every single day.
1: The head fake. The no look passes. The mixed direction. The Bomb, the accuracy. The accuracy. And you gotta play against that. And so when you can sit back and, and, and challenge Mahomes to be better, oh, you're getting better.
0: And so you got, you know, Brian Cook in that third safety role, I think is gonna be a monster. I think they could disguise coverage real well. I think he could come in as a safety linebacker, you know, and and really wreck some stuff. So next up, <laughs> You got Mr. Violet himself, man. Mr. Leo Chanel coming in
1: at the 103 pick. Leo Chanel is a monster. He's a monster. I think he should wear number 52. When I sit there and see him play, that's who I see.
0: But a whole lot lighter. <laughs> a lot brighter. But Mr. 52,
1: man, y'all know who 52 is, man. The greatest of the great. The president of hard hitting, Mr. Ray Lewis. Mr. Ray Lewis. When I see Leo Chanel play,
0: I see Ray Lewis. How he diagnosed the run. See the blocking, get around the blocking. Hell, when you see him stand up the blocking, that's a problem. That's a major problem when he could stand up and stiffen a guard, a pulling guard, a fullback. Stands him up, stop the whole block in there, and still make the tackle. Finds a way to make the tackle. I don't know what they teaching them guys up there in Wisconsin, but it seems like to me them linebackers know how to stop the run. But watching Leo technique, he, he goes into the block different. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick this apart right here, y'all. How he goes into the pulling guard, or the fullback or any, or goes head up against the offensive lineman. He goes in
1: just like what Brian Baldigan always say. left shoulder, left foot, left shoulder. Line him up.
0: Right shoulder, right foot, line him up. And that's the way it stopped the run. That's the way it stopped an offensive lineman from getting leverage over you. You put your left shoulder on his left shoulder, your right foot, your right, uh, left foot on your, his right left foot, you align yourself. Instead of being squared with him, right on left, left on right, he has his leverage. That's the offensive lineman. He's trying to square up to be able to move you. But you, if you align yourself, your left shoulder on his left shoulder, he can't get that leverage. That means that right arm is going to come
1: around on his on your back. If he try to push, that's an easy holding call. But also. Putting that power, your left shoulder into his left shoulder, you stiffen them.
0: You stand them up. Now you hold the block up. And so I see that a lot with Leo Chanel when he goes in and attack the offensive line on every run play, how he attacks the offensive line, come downhill with that speed and that power and just come in with violence and hit.
1: Stands up the block. And be able to extend his arms and make the tackle at the same time.
0: That is a nasty run blocker. And that's why I say I see
1: 52. He could diagnose the run real quick, see where the hole is at. And he's there hitting the hole real quick. Now, if he can't get to the hole, he's going to create a hole. And when he creates a hole, tackle for
0: loss. That's a tackle for loss. So I'm looking for Leo Chanel to be in in on a lot of, you know, obvious running, running downs, probably early, early downs, but I can see them in obvious running downs and him running downhill. Probably as the free blitzer, the free runner, hitting the gaps real easy and causing a lot of problems. Either he's going to take the offensive lineman out of the play and open it up for the safety, Brian Cook. Or he's coming right through and making the tackle himself. This kid is going to be very, very dangerous here in the league as a run stopper. And next up, we got the HBCU coming out of Fayetteville State. Mr. Joshua Williams, you know, at pick number 135 in the fourth round. Joshua Williams is going to be a beast. He's going to be a beast and he's going to prove Every single word That Deion Sanders Been saying from the beginning He's going to prove it Even though Joshua Williams did not go To Jackson State But Deion Sanders represent all of HBCU football players All of HBCU period And Joshua Williams Is going to prove it He's a big lengthy corner But that kid is Sticky 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 because of his length and his aggressiveness he might get a, you know, a little face mask call here maybe you know and you know, probably
1: a little holding I mean who don't hey it's, it's, it's the tricks of the trade but the kid is sticky
0: he reminds me when Jerry Sneed came out long length great closing speed But that long arms can extend his closing speed real quick. If he gets beat, if he's within probably a step, his long arms can break up that pass, which he's shown a a lot, especially guarding bigger receivers. And that is where he's going to excel. That's where he's going to excel at. Putting him up against bigger receivers, his matchup with MVS was art. Was beautiful. Now, N V S might have got some off of him, but he sure as heck got a lot off of N V S. He sure as heck deflected a whole lot of passes off of N V S
1: with Mahomes at QB. Now it, it was it was beautiful coverage, beautiful coverage.
0: But for him to be having the ability to cover bigger wide receivers, I can't wait to see him go up against Mike Williams. Mike Evans oh, I want to see him go up against bigger receivers I want to see it challenge him Mike Williams with the Chargers oh yes yes I want to see that if he's able to shut down Mike Williams with the Chargers it's a wrap it's a wrap he's going to
1: be expensive
0: he's going to be expensive i not just call it McDuffie already going to be expensive as it is If Williams added to it, he might as well put Veach in the Hall of Fame. Because watching how he played in the preseason, the kid is nasty. The kid is nasty. So I'm looking for big things for Joshua Williams. When he gets opportunities, he's going to be making plays. You know, next up in the fifth round, pick 145 is Darius Kennard. Now, he's a guard out of Kentucky. You know, he tried to, they got him over there in tackle you know, working his footwork to me. I did think Andy heck is going to make him into a monster and see it's a lot for him to adjust because he was used to using his brute power and to move guys. Now you realize in the NFL, these guys here don't have just power. These guys got speed, agility, quickness. And so I think I wouldn't say he's a project, I wouldn't go that far low, because I think in the last game, pre uh, preseason game against the Packers, he did show a lot. He did show he gotten better, but I think he's a. I think when I watch him play, I think he's thinking too much. I think he's trying to do everything perfect and then realize the speed of the game is a little different as an offensive lineman, and so he's like he's trying to catch up to the speed of the game compared to wh- how it was in the SEC and. At Kentucky. So I think. Probably with with this season. Maybe the next. Probably going through the offseason next year. I think being with Andy Heck. And especially um, practicing with Orlando Brown. Creed Humphrey. You know, Joe Tooney. Trey Smith and them guys. I think he could be a lot better. You know, So I think having this rookie year under his belt. To grow and groom. And, and to learn to get quicker. I think he's going to be a lot better coming next year so I think he's he's gonna be a next year guy who's gonna make some noise for that right tackle spot so but you know he showed a lot of a lot of potential you know, you know it didn't it didn't start out pretty good but I think it ended better I think it ended better and then watching him when he was struggling it's like he I think he was overthinking it too much it's like he was second guessing his movie. You know how someone twitches and you can see, you know, they, they second guessing their movie. Like, oh, I don't know. Or oh, I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, I think once he gets used to it and start working more and get used to the speed of the game and really have this year under his belt, I think he's going to be a beast coming next year. So look, be on the lookout for Darius Kanar. I got high hopes for old Darius And now, I'm going to get to. One of the most surprises pick right here. You know, seventh round. Pick number 243. Jalen Watson. Jalen Watson is going to be a nasty guy.
1: He's, he's in the mix with. With, um, with our kid out of uh, Fayetteville State. Joshua Williams. But the one thing I see in. Jalen Watson is, I can see him as a, that nickel corner, that's that slot corner, but I can also see him as that outside base corner, but with his speed,
0: mm, maybe he might look a little good at safety, so he's, to me, he's like he's that true DB, but then again, you got to look at what the, the style of this defense, Jalen Watson is a hitter, but he, is a, he has a great eye for the ball, great great eye for the ball and he's another lengthy guy he's another lengthy guy and you know, you know love his lengthy tall corners he loves his tall corners and to be able to to stretch the field the way he wants to be able to have the length that he wants to you know some guys might have the speed but at least he has the length and having that length make a big difference make a very 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 big difference so I see a lot out of Jalen Wilson Watson, excuse me, Jalen Watson, and I see, you know, I'm watching for him. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity, you know, just like Joshua Williams. When you come into the nickel and dime package, I think they're going to get a lot of opportunities playing. And I got a feeling they're going to make a lot of plays. Now, this next seventh round pick. I'm going to go ahead and just call this kid is going to hit the league by storm, especially with this offensive line. He's going to hit the league by storm. And y'all know Chiefs Kingdom. Y'all know who he's talking about. 7th round pick. Pick number 251. Isaiah Pacheco. Mr. Isaiah Pacheco is a nasty, nasty, nasty running back. Give him, put him, put him in the behind that offensive line like they did in a Green Bay game. The kid is nasty. The kid is nasty. He could find that hole and he hit the hole. He's gone. Now, I say that was a little stupid flag holding call. They caught on Creed Humphrey and whatever. But at the same time, you know, take away that holding call. It was gone. He was gone. He was gone. It was to the point that, you know, you had some fans questioning that number one running back role. Now, you know, Clyde got it locked down. Clock can do a lot more He's getting better I hope he can stay healthy That's to me It's his biggest thing Is staying healthy But the thing about it is If he can't stay healthy He's going to have pressure Because You know Seventh round picks Is normally a flyer guy I know Guys you gather on the flyer Sixth and seventh round picks You know Just a flyer (laughs) You know See what what can happen Maybe they can make the team Maybe they not Isaiah Pacheco Is hitting that If it wasn't for Jared McKinney Coming back? Oh, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Pacheco is, is that number
1: two running back. And that's a lot of pressure. But don't sleep on him. I've seen the depth chart. CEH number one. Got Jared McKinney number two. Rojo three. And Pacheco four. She's hardly keep four running backs now. She's hardly pick, keep four running backs. But they did this time.
0: Now, I understand they're going more of a passing. See a situational running back by committee.
1: Pacheco can take a game over. And all he needs is his opportunity. Especially when the Chiefs are leading by 21. They just
0: want to, they got the lead, run the clock out, just run the ball just to run the clock out. That kid could take one to the
1: house. Make it a 28-point lead. Call it a day. And so, Isaiah Pacheco, I'm going to be
0: checking on him. He's going to get his opportunity. So with the last pick, 259, Nazi Johnson, cornerback out of Marshall. You know, I think, you know, he did pretty good. He did okay for a flyer. Um, I think they cut him. But at the same time, I think if he makes it back on the practice squad, I think that would be a best fit for him. I think he'd be able to learn more. That's the cornerback room is deep. That cornerback room is deep, so it, it was just more of not enough room for for everyone. But at the same time, I think he has a lot to grow on, and so I think he he would, I hope he come back on the practice squad and you know and take the take more leaps, learn and grow, groom and develop, you know, and, and be that guy. And so with us going through all the rookies, you know, everybody I know everybody hear the headlines about Tyreek Hill and whatnot. So you know, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Game by game, what do I think, you know, my little Kansas City Chief, my Super Bowl champion moment? You got to throw that out there. Kansas City Chief is going to do.
1: So now we got week one, September 11th against the Arizona Cardinals. Mm, 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 mm. So you know that is a good game right there, starting off. A great game. So, one, we're looking at DeAndre Hopkins is, is suspended. And the Cardinals lost Christian Kirk. So they, they really don't have much anything on that offense.
0: You know, I, I believe that they'll come after you know, just, especially with the debacle with and all the media attention with Kyler Murray and his contract, eh? I think it's gonna be too much. They lost Chandler Jones. You know, J.J. Watt, you know, still trying to be who he is. I think he's a you no, know, still a star player. But I think with this Chiefs team
1: coming in here with this new attitude, I think Week One, Chiefs start off with a win. So Week Two, it's Thursday night.
0: Quick game, short schedule. Going to Thursday night, first game on Amazon Prime. We got a division game against the L.A. Chargers at home. You know, Chargers still probably trying to work on the the tweaks and everything with their new defense. A lot of them did not play during the preseason. So, of course, you got that little beginning of the season rust. You want to knock off. And so I think, you know, I think. The Chiefs have a way of winning this game. You no, know, of course, you know, J.C. Jackson is over there, but you know, I still believe the Chiefs have a way of winning this game. If you, you know, I can see the Chargers probably trying to press just to see what's going you on know, with the Chiefs going to do. You no, know, because of Tyreek Hill right there. and I think that's what's going to hurt them. I think that's what's going to hurt them right there and
1: oh, you know, I think dark horse guy, Jordy Forreston, I can see him going off in this game. He's the unknown
0: guy that can sit there going. I can see them trying to double up Kelsey. When forcing is that guy I can see coming up and getting it done. So, to me, I can see the Chiefs winning this one.
1: First game at home, Thursday night football against the L.A. Chargers. So, you got next Sunday, week three,
0: right after that, on the 25th, road game against the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Colts might one, I think they might win their division. There's not that much, you know, to bank on <laughs> in the AFC South, but I think, you know, they're a pretty decent team. But I don't think they're there enough to actually beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be more powerful, you know, coming in oh, uh, 2 0. Oh, you know, I think they got the power with them, still haven't, you know, really full, go full in power what they want to do. So, but I still think they're going to go in heavy. And beat the Colts in Lucas Oil Stadium. Now, here comes a good game right here. Sunday night football. Week four against the Bucs. That little Super Bowl rematch. Tom Brady decided he wanted to come back from the dead. And not let everybody be great. But, that defense lost a lot of pieces.
1: A whole lot. A whole whole lot, and so I really feel like that this is going to be a retirement party. You know, I think
0: it's going to be a a nice little retirement party for old Brady. I think this is where Mahomes finally get that W on Brady. You know, and of course, it's not the 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 in the playoffs and whatnot. Now I know they won. Uh, last year in the regular season with Tyreek Hill Went for 200 yards in the first quarter No, what, the year before The year before and But I think this is where Brady understands that Yeah, this is going to be it for me Because is it, You don't have that much support for real Maybe you get, oh, you have You're you still the goal Ain't nothing nobody going to take that away But you don't have that that support on the back end of it, and so I think the Chiefs might end up taking this one. You know, we're on a hot start, four and and0. The Raiders, Raiders are downhill. Uh week week five against the Raiders, downhill, downhill. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Was just because you got Devontae Adams? Okay, that would make an offense look good with Hunter Renfro, you know, and
1: and Walker. But you have nothing on the back end. Nothing. You have nothing on that defense. Your front office is about trash and trash. So you have nothing to rotate in. Devontae Adams is one guy. Yes, he might open things up for Hunter Renfro, but I think Hunter Renfro might go downhill. Because it's going to be all the focus on Devontae Adams. But can the Raiders sit there and survive a shootout? That's the question. Can the Raiders survive a shootout? And I don't think they can. I
0: don't think they can. All it takes is one sack. Your offensive line is still trash. You have the worst offensive line in the division, if not in in the AFC. Devontae Adams can't get the ball if you can't have protection. That's just me. If you don't got protection, you ain't getting the ball, Pimper. So I think the Raiders gonna take that L.
1: We're starting off 5 0. That Bills game. Oh, they're gonna you no know, Josh Allen got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, that 13 seconds, 13 seconds here. Arrowhead.
0: No, it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a close game. He he oh you know, He's going to come in with that major chip on his shoulder. You know, now he's six weeks in. Everything's starting to come in together. Chiefs going out hot 5-0. and Shoot, they could be 5-0 too. Somebody got to lose.
1: Somebody got to lose. And so I see... Y'all going to hate me for this one. I see a 45-yard field goal loss. I see a 45-yard field goal loss in a close game where Josh Allen actually be smart with the ball,
0: get the ball in range. They kick a 45-yard field goal to win. I think that's where we're going to get our first L against. Yes, at home, it hurts, but I think that that's where it's going to hurt us right there. But we bounce back. Got the 49ers week seven. Trey Lance going to be quarterbacking with Jimmy G backing him up. Kalafis is going to have himself a challenge
1: <laughs> against Trent
0: Williams. Oh, that's going to be a nasty matchup. That's going to be fun to watch. George Kalafis is against Trent Williams. Good God almighty. That's going to be some fun. But that secondary against Debo Samuels. Oh, yes. That's going to be a great matchup. You know, N.A. and Levi Stadium. But I'm sorry for old 49ers. Boy, you messing with a whole different breed. They just lost that game against the Bills, so they coming back with a
1: bigger chip on their shoulder. So I see the 49ers taking that L. So we 6-1 right here. We got our bye week.
0: And we got, oh, coming back home from the bye week with Sunday Night Football. G-E-A-H Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Y'all know how it is. Andy Reid coming off of a bye. Which is, this is an early bye. This is a very early bye. So you know you're going to have a long season after this early bye. But you know how Andy Reid goes coming off a bye. I don't think Tennessee is that team anymore. I know, well, of course you got Derrick Henry, but Chief got something for Derrick Henry. Nick Bolton shut him down even though it was a gut-wrenching loss against the Titans last year, Nick Bolton shut Derrick Henry down. Never seen that. Never seen somebody shut Derrick Henry down like that. Nick Bolton did.
1: So I think this time, Nick Bolton is going to have help with our rookie Leo Chanel, veteran, linebacker,
0: Willie Gay. They're going to shut Derrick Henry down. There ain't going to be that much running. They're going to force them to pass. And that's what George is going to eat. I see the Chiefs winning this one right here. And we got seven and one. Jaguars, no competition.
1: No competition. Yeah, you got Doug Peterson over there. No comp. Bro, none. At all. At all. At all. But the one thing I do say, I think George Kalaf is going to sit there and show out. You got Trayvon Walker over there with the Jags. George Kalaf is going to show that he is better He's going to show that he's better And I see the Chiefs dog walking The Jacksonville Jaguars
0: Now we at 8-1 That Chargers game Week 11 Week 11 against the Chargers It's going to be hype Back over there in SoFi It's going to be real hype Real hype and the Chargers might need to win this game right here. They're going to need to
1: win it. To stay above the. the in, in, in the division race. They're going to have to win it. The Chiefs already got. Two dubs in the division already. One against them. So they're going to have to win this. Will they win this one? No. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Because I can see someone getting hurt. Khalil Mack never see someone being hurt by now and there's going to be some injuries on that team and they just can't pull it through I don't think they can pull it through now in this next game we well, got a lot of tough games at home a
0: lot of tough games at home but this is going to me I think it's the, one of the toughest games of the year the toughest game of the year against the LA Rams Week 12, that is going to be a blood fight. Just like the last time they played against the Rams. That was a nasty blood fight. A nasty blood fight. And I think this is going to be a nasty blood fight as well. Creed Humphrey, J.
1: Smith, and Joe Tooney is going to have their works cut out for them. Blocking Aaron Donald. Blocking Aaron Donald. That's going to be some work. That's going to be some work. And. Going up against Jalen Ramsey. Jeez man. Jeez. Give credit where credit is due. Give credit where credit is due. Dude is a beast. The best in the league. Give credit where credit is due. But. Matt Stafford finally being with
0: a better team, showing you know, how great of a quarterback he is. Now you're going against Patrick
1: Mahomes at Arrowhead. Mm, all right. And then Cooper Cup in that against our secondary. That's going to be nasty.
0: We're going to see how our young DB is going to hold up against Cooper Cup. Because he, he's not no, no, no pushover to deal with. He has not no joke to deal with. Dude is nasty. And
1: so, that should be a great game. A really great game. (sighs) Who's going to win it? That's a great question. I want to say my Chiefs. Gosh,
0: leave, man. That's going to be tough. Tough, 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 tough. Only way we win that
1: game is Aaron Donald is out for the year. And that dude stay healthy as a horse. He is a menace. But I believe we got the best offensive line. I believe we got the best offensive line. But it's going to be a hard one. It's going to be a hard one. I say we lost. We lose that game. I'm going to say we're going to end up losing that game. That's going to be a hard loss.
0: Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, maybe we have a better referee crew this year. Last year, bro, that was nasty. Stupidity. But then again, we shot ourselves in the foot in this game. Shot ourselves multiple times in the foot against the Bengals, especially in the AFC Championship game. We are not going to talk about that. We are not going to
1: talk about that. But I really feel like we get the Bengals back in this one. I think we get the Bengals back in this one. Making us ten and two. Now this is where it gets a little bit tricky. I think this is where
0: things. Some people might say, "Oh, I'm wrong." At I think this is where it gets a bit tricky.
1: I think we lose this first game against the Broncos. I think we're gonna lose this first game. They gonna have their little show, feeling like they won the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. Finally, get beat the Chiefs. Broncos finally beat the Chiefs since Peyton Manning at home. Finally, get it. Finally, get them. But I think they. I think they gonna get it. I think they are gonna get it. I think the Chiefs dog walk the Houston Texans. I think we're gonna hand dog walk the Seattle Seahawks.
0: That second game against the Broncos. I think they turn around and dog walk them because they need
1: that win to stay in, stay with the number one seed in the AFC. I really think they need that game to secure that number one seed in the AFC. That last game against the Raiders,
0: I think they have their backups in. I don't think they play much of the starters because they secure that number one seed. And so with them backups being in, the Raiders playing their starters, I think they might turn around and try to sneak that win and so but it doesn't matter we secured our spot in the playoffs we secured our number one seed and it'll be all good we secured our division title and it's all good And so with that i got us going 13 and 4. We're going 13 and 4. so hit me up hit me up on twitter True Rod KC Hit me up Tell me what you think Tell me what your prediction is Hit me up Over here at Arrowhead See what's going on We'll see what the season might bring That's my prediction 13-4 and I see y'all when the season starts